welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner is that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season one, we're talking all about career breaks. Let's get started. My guest today brings a different perspective on taking a break from work in the form of early retirement. Tony Copeland Parker was a professional pilot for 37 years the last 27 years with the United Parcel Service. His last job had him managing pilots and flying B-757s and 767 type aircrafts all over the world. And when a medical decision had him and his partner Catherine decide to retire early, he began writing his blog. And since then, he and Catherine have traveled to 82 different countries. And ready, get this. They have run at least half marathon in 35 countries on all seven continents. So if you're not already excited and super inspired, let's get to it and hear this interview with Tony. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Possibilities podcast. I'm so excited to have another guest here with me today to share a really unique and a different take on a career break story. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. I present to you, Tony Copeland Parker. Thanks for being here, Tony. Oh, you're quite welcome. And how are you doing today? I am excellent. Thank you. That's, that's good. Yes, uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, in terms of introduction, I'm not too sure exactly what you want me to introduce myself as. I'm an author and also a blogger. I've uh, been doing that for about seven years and uh, enjoy speaking to others on subjects of travel and health and things of that nature. So looking forward to the questions you might have for me and uh, moving forward. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And so in some of our other interview episodes, our guests have left their careers in order to go travel for a period of time, and then maybe they've gone back to work. But your situation is a little bit different. So can you tell us a bit about you and your partner and your careers and what prompted the decision to leave work and travel? Okay, it started back in 2012. I was a commercial pilot and also a manager at United Parcel Service. My partner, Catherine, was working for the Transportation Security Administration, as we know as TSA. And I found out through a routine physical that I had a heart murmur. I'm monitoring a heart murmur over a a year, it uh, was decided that I needed to have open heart surgery to replace the aortic valve. Around the same time in 2013, uh, Catherine started demonstrating some problems with her memory, uh, forgetting things and asking questions over and over and things of this nature. And also it started affecting her job performance. So in 2014, after a lot of neurological uh, tests being done on her, we found out that she had early onset 
Alzheimer's or like condition. And at the same time, I had to schedule my surgery to have my aortic valve uh, replaced. So we had those two things come together in 2014. Uh, we were able to give her a severance and disability from her job so she didn't get fired. And uh, we knew that she was going to leave. And then the question was, what was I going to do? Was I going to continue working after I uh, recuperated from my surgery? Or was I going to retire also? I was 59 years old at the time. I had hoped to retire around 60. So I was just looking at maybe leaving a year earlier. Our, our house was on the market and it sold right away. The lady said that she wanted us out in two weeks, had cash. And I, around the same time, my employer decided that they were going to move me to another job which I had had previously and did not enjoy all that much. So everything was coming together. We were endurance athletes. So we were running marathons and half marathons anyhow, and we had some races on the schedule. So we decided to take the offer, retire, pack up our bags, put everything in storage and set out to find some place to live. That was our goal. We were going to go from race to race and hopefully find some place to call home. Unfortunately, we've been more like Goldilocks looking for that perfect place and have not found it as of yet. And that was seven years ago. Wow, that is such a cool story. And I just love how casually you talk about running marathons where I'm just sitting here feeling tired even thinking about it. So can you tell us a little bit about where you went first? What races did you have on the schedule? Um, what places did you visit in the earlier years of your break here or your early retirement? Yes, yeah, so, so there was a cruise line that uh, Windstar Cruises and they had a cruise down in the Caribbean. So I'd always been looking through brochures to do, it's a small ship, it's you know kind of intimate, so I decided that we would do that uh, first. Then since we were in the Caribbean, my sister was having a party. She has a place in St. Kitts that so we went to visit at her. And then the first race that we had on the schedule was in Tokyo, Japan. And we ran that. Right after that, we went to Rome. Right after that, you just go on and on. And, uh, China, the Great Wall of China and things of that nature. So. We visited uh, 82 different countries over the seven years, and we have run a half marathon, at least a half marathon in 35 countries and in all seven continents. That is <laughs> crazy and awesome. And I'm so happy to like hear all those stories. And I'm, I have so many questions. So when you set out, you were looking for a place to live potentially. Did you have an idea in mind of what you were looking for? Or did you set out kind of open-minded to see like maybe something will just feel right? Well, yes, we uh, like warm weather. Uh, we want to have reliable internet and cable and you know things of that nature. We wanted to find some place that had good mass transportation, good places to run, uh, friendly people, things of that nature. So it could be in the United States or it could be outside the United States. I, 
I have uh, some stories about being outside the United States and having some issues come up. So healthcare is, is important for us. So as we kept looking, what would end up happening was that we would go someplace and we're like, okay, we'll go to the restaurants and we'll go to the park and we do the race and we do some tours of the area. And then we're like, okay, we've seen it all. We're ready to move on. And after about, and it's been running about every four days, we actually move from place to place. Uh, so we've been on the road and moving from place to place ever since. We uh, fly on Delta Airlines mostly. So we picked Atlanta, Georgia as our hub of operations. We have a small storage unit there. We change our clothes. We have a UPS uh, mailbox there to get our mail and packages. And, uh, if, you know, like I said, we fly on Delta. We usually stay in Marriott hotels or we stay in Airbnbs, but usually for four days, it's much it's a lot easier for us just to pop into a hotel. Uh, we have a favorite one that we have in Atlanta. Everybody you know, likes to see us come and go and ask to travel in our suitcases as we <laughs> get ready to head back out and uh, tell stories of where we've been. And we rent Hertz cars since uh, we have no home and we need a car in Atlanta, we need a car in Indiana, we need a car in San Diego, there's no sense in us having a car. So what we found is that we can take all the savings from rent or mortgage payments and insurance and taxes, and we can use those, uh, all that money to help us travel from place to place. That is so awesome. And so where are you right now and how often do you pass through Atlanta? Uh, we are presently in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, we're here visiting Catherine's daughter and grandkids. We've been here, we'll be here for about a week. And then we go uh, a little further south to Jeffersonville, Indiana, and that's where Catherine grew up. And actually, we lived there right before we started this nomadic lifestyle. Her mother and brothers and sister are there. We're going to spend Thanksgiving, and then we'll go back to Atlanta. Usually, we're not away from Atlanta more than a, a few weeks. Sometimes when we go over to Europe, uh, we were in Berlin, Germany, and Scotland. Um, just recently, about three weeks ago. And that trip was uh, about three weeks. And then last week we were out on the West Coast for three weeks. Wow. So very kind of fast paced lifestyle. Do you have any tips for like jet lag and not getting tired or burnt out for moving so frequently? Melatonin. <laughs> that's my hack I, too <laughs> yeah that, that's our, we swear by that you know, it's, you know where we're going we have to adjust you know we're like i said we were in europe we were six hours off and then we came back to the states and then we're six hours back and then we went to the west coast and then we had the time change and also it's you know we're bouncing around and uh, we find that uh, melatonin works out really good another tip that i have and i often say this is that you will find over time that there's a lot of things that you carry around in your bag that you don't need. And over the years, you know, we keep paring down and paring down. We look at our suitcase, we're like, I haven't used this. 
two weeks or a month, off, off it goes, you know, back to the storage. And since we do so many races, we collect race shirts. So what we do is we'll wear a race shirt for a couple of weeks. And then when we go back to the storage, we're like, okay, we can get rid of this one. We've had it for a month or two and we, you know, got a new one. So we just trade it in. And of course, all of our medals and things of that nature, we drop off, you know. Yeah, definitely don't want to carry medals around. That could get quite heavy. Yes, yes, absolutely. So that's, I'm just excited. So I know you've traveled to some really kind of off the beaten path countries. Can you talk about maybe a couple of your favorite unique destinations that you've traveled and what is so surprising about them? Yes, so we went to Madagascar, which is noted for their lemurs. So they're the stars of Madagascar and everybody goes there to, to find the lemurs and to track them down and all, which was, which was exciting. It was really good. And there was actually an island, a lemur island in Madagascar. And what they do is you come on and the lemurs are all fenced in and they let you interact with them. So we got videos of them jumping all around on Catherine on her head or her shoulders and getting them to perform for us and things of that nature. The stark uh, contrast, however, is the fact that we were staying at a five-star resort on the beach and it was beautiful. But as soon as you drive off the property, you see all the poverty that's in the area, you know, folks that are, are going out and trying to uh, find some water or find some food or or do whatever, uh, shacks on the side of the road, things of that nature, uh, guys on the side of the road, uh, uh, mining for sapphires and, and things like that. But uh, it was a beautiful country. Uh, I'm glad we went. It, uh, like I said, it was a stark contrast from the haves and have-nots that you see there. Definitely. And I think that's part of the important thing about travel, to really open your mind and see that contrast and have that perspective and kind of realize how lucky we are in a lot of respects. So. Right. Right. Absolutely. Awesome. And where else? I think you've been to Bhutan. Yes, we went to Bhutan and uh, had a fabulous uh, time there. We did, of course, every one of these trips that I talk about, uh, there's usually a race there. We ran a a half marathon at Bhutan. We ran a half marathon in Madagascar. Uh, the, all the rich history of Bhutan and their their uh, constant praying. You know, they they have all sorts of ways that you can pray: uh, prayer wheels and prayer uh, flags, and they have some of these. Uh, these uh, spiritual settings that are high up in the mountains that you have to trek up to. Uh, one of the things that was amazing about that is that they would not let you bring a camera into any of these spiritual areas and you can't take any pictures. I mean, they actually search you to make sure you don't have a camera. You can't do any drawings. You cannot, um, there's no publications of what is inside any of these places. So unless you actually go there, you have no idea what you're going to see because there's no book that says, oh yeah, this is what Tiger's Nest looks like, the inside. You have to actually go there to see it. And that, I thought that was amazing. 
Very cool. And I've been there as well and inside Tiger's Nest and it's yeah. incredible. And yeah, yeah I dumped it back down. It was just something else, wasn't it? Really? Very cool. And so when you're running races in these destinations, are there a lot of travelers running races? Are there local people? What is it like? So we do a lot of trips with a group out of uh, Massachusetts called Marathon Tours and Travel. And what they do is they'll take a group of folks. Uh, for example, we went to Berlin and there was 500 folks that were on the trip with us. So they arrange for the hotels for you, they do the buses for uh, going uh, on tours of the area, and then they have a reception and some dinners and things of that nature so everybody can socialize and, you know, and see the area. So we do a lot of uh, trips with them that helps out because if you're going to Bhutan, you don't want to be, you know, trying to figure out how to do all this stuff by yourself and they uh, they, we went, we've gone on 25 trips with them, including Antarctica. Wow, that's so cool. That's really good to know if I ever pick up running. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you said you've been to 82 countries since you've retired, but were right. you an avid traveler before then? Well, you were a pilot. What about right. <laughs> Yeah, she traveled also as a, as a youth uh, with her family. They liked to travel. They would go camping a lot. Uh, into Anchorage and all over the country, the United States. And then uh, when she uh, became an adult, she started uh, doing marathons. So she wanted to do a marathon in all 50 states. So she traveled around to, to, to do a lot of the races there. And she just completed last year getting a marathon done in all 50 states. Amazing. Very cool. And so has your perspective of the world changed at all since you were traveling as a pilot versus traveling sort of leisurely? Yes, it was uh, interesting because as a pilot, I'm always at the whim of my employer. So they say, okay, you're gonna land here at this time, you're going to this hotel, you're gonna have transportation there, you're gonna, your pickup is in eight hours or 16 hours, you're going back out to the airport and then off you go to wherever they're telling you to go. For me, now that I'm traveling on my own, I can say, oh, no, we're going to go here and we're going to do this race and then we're going to go here and we're going to do that race. And then, you know, we'll come back to the United States or wherever 30 days later and I get to, to maneuver around the country and the world as I see fit, as opposed to my employer telling me where to go and how long to stay. Yeah, amazing. And if you think back to like the start of your career, did you ever think you would end up as a nomad? No, that, <laughs> that never, never occurred to me. As I, I knew I was going to travel, but I always felt that I was going to have a home. Um, that part of it uh, kind of came out of the blue. And we are always just still thinking about it. We, we will you know, have some conversations about, okay, is it time to settle down and we'll go, no, we still got, and we'll come up with a goal that we want to do. Right now, we're working on getting a half marathon in all 50 states. We were just in um, Farmington, New Mexico, and we did a half marathon there. That was state number 41. So we still got nine more states to get done there. And then who knows what goofy goal I'll come up with next. Maybe I'll go back to, to concentrating on Europe and trying to get... Uh, 50 countries is at least half marathon since we have 35 of them done already. 
Wow. <laughs> These are crazy goals and it's very exciting. And I can't wait to hear what you come up with next. <laughs> so would you be able to offer an actionable tip? I know that you retired early, but if someone was thinking about kind of trying to take a break from their career in order to fit more travel into their lives, what would you tell them? I actually, we ran into a couple. They were in their, I'd say early 30s. And what they did was they went into the job market and they worked for, you know, got out of college and they worked for maybe five, seven years. And then as a couple, they both quit their jobs and they went out and they decided they were going to travel for two years. So they put a plan together, they budgeted, they saved up for it. They went out and uh, their feeling was, as I was talking to them, is that they could use that experience or travel. And then when they went back into the job market, they would actually have more experience than someone else that uh, had just you know, been working there for that length of time. So they saw it as an absolute plus. And I, I encourage people to go out and see the world, uh, to experience it'll open up your eyes it'll give you a different perspective on what you're dealing with at home uh, you know you turn on the news you see this or that and then you go out to travel and you see what the other folks that have to deal with i've had some very uh eye-opening experiences when you're out there and you you know look at you know let's say for example how do they remove their garbage you know everybody's got to do it but you know some places and some countries and some cities have come up with some ingenious ways to do it. You know, when you think about Venice and all their waterways and things like that, and, and uh, uh, Cambodia, you know, how, how are they going to power up their, their cell phones? Well, they actually have batteries and they take them in and they trade the battery out and they pay the fee they get, and then they, that's how they hook up their cell phones to get their electricity to keep their cell phones running. You never would think about anything like that. No, it's amazing. And like traveling, you just pay attention to things differently. So right. stuff you would never notice at home, you put right. yourself in a new environment and it's like you're seeing things for the first time. You're so much more observant. You're so much more excited about the little things. And I mean, to me, that's what life is all about. Correct, yes, absolutely. Amazing. So I know you've written a book about your travels. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, our book is called Running All Over the World, Our Race Against Early Onset Alzheimer's. It does talk about uh, Catherine's diagnosis and our uh, trials and tribulations with her, uh, her ailment, but also gives folks a, a more positive look at the disease as opposed to a negative look. In other words, we're taking the challenges of the world and running marathons and half marathons as opposed to focusing in on what her, uh, what her ailment is. So it helps out a whole lot for us to concentrate on the positive as opposed to being dragged in by the, the negative. It talks about not all of the countries that we went to, but it does give uh, the readers a good idea of what it's like to be in Bhutan or Madagascar or Great Wall of China or Venice or, you know, I could go on and on, but uh, it, and then for a runner, it gives uh, a good 
advice on how to keep running. I'm 66 years old. I've been running for over 20 years. So I'll give some good advice on how to continue doing that. And also gives debunk some, um, some false notions about running. You know, people say, oh, I used to run, but I had knee problems. In actuality, they've done studies and come to find out that people that uh, stay active and uh, are actually in better shape than the ones that become uh, sedentary. That's so cool and awesome. And I'm so happy to have you here today and share all of that. So would it be safe to say, like, I'm really impressed with how you've taken what could be a really sad situation and medical diagnosis and really made the best possible thing out of the situation. And you're truly living and that's inspiring. And I know people listening are going to be really inspired by that. So had this situation not come up, do you think this is where you would be now? Oh, no, I... I... I think that uh, I would have continued working. Uh, I had planned on leaving at 60, but unless I had something else that uh, sparked my interest as much as what's going on here, I, I don't think that I would have uh, decided to, to give up the home. I probably would have retired you know, a little bit later, maybe 60, 61 probably still would have had a house. And then what we would do is we just go out and do a race and then come back for a couple of weeks and go back out as opposed to right now. We do probably a half marathon or some distance race about every week or two. So we're, you know, we're staying very, very busy and also very active. There's been some research done on the benefits of running and staying active for folks with Alzheimer's. And it does a great thing for Catherine's brain in terms of keeping herself active and uh, helps her with being social. We do a lot of tours and we're you know always interacting with other individuals. So that's also good. And then um, being worn out by exercising and she gets a good, good night's sleep, which is also very important for folks with Alzheimer's. Absolutely. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so the year is ending. What do you have on the docket for next year? Do you know yet? Do you have any plans? Well, it, it's interesting. I uh, usually have about three months in the books. I know it's pretty much where we're going to go. What I do is I'll start off with a destination say, okay, we're gonna, let's say for example, we're gonna go out to the West Coast and I go, okay, so who's out there? Uh, what do we wanna do? What do we wanna see? What races are out there? And then I kind of put things together. And then after about, you know, 20, 30 days, I said, okay, that's enough. Then we'll come, you know, we'll schedule back to, to Atlanta. Right now, I, it's a little bit up in the air. I know we're, we're gonna end up back in Atlanta on the 26th of November and still working on what we're gonna do for the next month after that, uh, almost two months, because I do know in January, the middle of January, we're gonna meet up with another group of running folks uh, in Costa Rica. And this group, what they do is they'll put on over a seven day period, they'll put on three or four or five races. So you'll have the locals who put together a race, a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon. Uh, we've done, we've been all over uh, the world with them. We were in 
uh, Hawaii last year, and we've been in Florence, Italy. We've been on a uh, river cruise up and down the Danube uh, years prior. So we're really looking forward to that. And I would like to get back uh, on a cruise ship in the Caribbean. Uh, We're looking at maybe doing that in February and see what, uh, how's the world opens back up, you know, what, what's the opportunities that are out there because, uh, you know, that's where we like to go. We like to, to, to venture out over the, over the pond as they call it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's some exciting stuff. Very active, very adventurous. And so thank you so much. I want to be mindful of your time. So final question, is it safe to assume that you are happy with your decision if you, to leave work, retire early? If you were faced with this decision again, would you make the same one? Oh, in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think twice about it. It's, it's been absolutely uh, from all sorts of different aspects, the best thing for us. Uh, from, as I mentioned, from, for Alzheimer's, uh, for me, I love to manage, I love to plan. So for me to sit down and put together, you know, where we're going to go, what's the best restaurants and airfares and where we're going to stay, things like that. I, I enjoy doing, so it's, it's a perfect fit for me. Um, and then also it gave me an opportunity to write about it. I, like I said, I put the book together. And it covers the five and a half years of us traveling. And then uh, one of the neat things about it was that it was a, uh, I composed it from a blog that I write to, which is runningwithcat.com. Cat is C-A-T. That's my pet name for Catherine. And what people can do there is they can go there and they can read about where we've just been. I usually, after a trip, I'll, I'll write about where we've been and what we did, and then have some philosophies about, about life and, and how I look at it. And I, so I took all those writings and I put together a book. And the book is available on uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I also had a narrator do an audio book, which is really cool because now Catherine and I can, as we're driving along, we can listen to you know, someone tell us the story about where we were in Madagascar or wherever. So that, that's, that's really good. So for you, I have a, a special deal. I'm going to send you a, co- a free download of the audiobook, And then for your first uh, listener that says that they heard it here on your show, I'll also, they go to our website, runningwithcat.com, and they say, go to connect page and say that they heard it here. And I'll also send them a free download of the audio book. Oh, thank you so much, Tony. That's really exciting. I cannot wait to listen. I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation. And so I can't wait to even hear more in depth. So thank yeah. you. You're quite welcome. All right. And so I'll link some of these things in the show notes. Is there anywhere else that people can follow you online? Uh, that's that's pretty much it. You can go to Facebook, Tony Copeland Parker, and uh, uh, hit me up there and ask for a friend request. We can do that also. Um, you know, we've got Instagram and all that, so it's usually pretty easy to, to connect with me through the uh, the website, runningwithcat.com. Okay. Also, your readers, if they're interested, they can go there 
and buy an autographed copy of the book. I'll send it out when we go back through Atlanta. And there it is a quick link to, to uh, click on and then it'll take you to Amazon. So you can do a quick uh, purchase there if you'll want to do that. So, but I'm not here to, to hard sell it. I'm, <laughs> I'm more interested in, in inspiring others to look at life differently, to use travel as medicine as we did, and to also use movement as medicine as we do on a daily basis. That's incredible. And I'm sure you've inspired a lot of people. I'm absolutely inspired. And so thank you so much for being here, Tony. I could listen to you all day. Honestly, your stories are exciting and I really appreciate you coming on. Not a problem. I really enjoyed speaking with you. All right. Well, thanks. And to everyone listening, thanks so much for tuning in today and we will catch you on the next episode. A career break is more than escaping reality for a short time. It's an intentional break that will help you recover from the corporate burnout, fuel your inspiration through exploration, and ignite your fire for life. The next round of my signature program, Career Break Bootcamp, will be back this December. If you dream about leaving your job in exchange for some full-time travel, but don't know how to get started, this program is for you. You can find the link to hop on the waitlist inside the show notes so that you don't miss out. This is your life. What are you waiting for? Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, Come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at The Travel Shifters or by visiting my website at travelshifters.com. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it.